it uh it said recording to me immediately but i noticed it did it when you clicked your watch so oh. maybe it heard your watch and was like now it's the time oh interesting damn it i wonder if that's the case because we're gonna look at my my seconds boo something i i want to bring up if we're if we're gonna do a distance hang this weekend can you give me one of the mics because i noticed that you oh absolutely yeah because i noticed your quality is your uh mic quality is so much better that's i think i only sound a little better um i can hear it i can definitely hear a difference yeah but it i to me it's not huge which is why i haven't really worried about it what really gets me about these skype recordings is that uh we talk over each other sometimes, which is totally normal, but right. the audio is like confused. And so it sounds really glitchy and like computery. Oh. Um, and then occasionally, I guess we might lose Wi Fi or something like that because it goes in and out even when one of us is talking alone. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. But I'm, I've been listening to My Favorite Murder. Oh, nice. And they're doing Skype calls, and their Skype calls sound perfect. It's infuriating. Do it. so I'm wondering if maybe you having a mic might change that cool. uh, even a little bit. But yeah, if you even even if the guys don't meet up this weekend, we should and like do yeah. something, and then I'll just give you one of the mics, and we'll we'll do that. I know da- uh, Dom is down 100%. So if everything falls through, let's just do the park plan. You meet Dom, go to the park. Yeah. You know, that'll be our, our fallback. Um, I'm, I'm excited, man. I saw Dom for maybe only like 30, 30 minutes. He came by. He was like, I'm just trying to get the fuck out of my house. We're trying to. <laughs> yeah. Except he doesn't say that. He didn't sound. Like I, I know. That was <laughs> the funniest like, part is that he doesn't talk like that. So I'm like, really? Uh, That's how you know he's agitated. Trying to get the fuck out of my house. <laughs> but he was actually in Oakland the day before getting homeroom, and uh, he wanted to drop off a magic card for me, and I missed him when he went to homeroom. And he's like, well, I'll, I'll come back out. I was like, really? And he did, and he brought the the sourdough starter thing, which I absolutely fucking botched, by the way. I was very confused by that. Um, yeah. Dom, I love you. I did not watch your full polos because they're very long. And I'm sure they're very interesting if you want to make bread. I was not interested in bread making. And I, I was like, I can't listen to 18 minutes about yeast. So I'm going to chill. It, I love you, though. I, Bro, it is. I have so much respect for him and other bread makers right now. That shit was so hard. And I, there were maybe three to five things I could have messed up. I don't know which one it was, but oh, shit. the the yeast like died and it stopped becoming dough, and it could have been a number of things. It's and like it, a living thing. Yeah, and it's like a, it's very very labor intensive. You have to do something like every every hour to three hours, and then at one point you have to do something every half an hour, for three hours. I was like, bro, I, you cannot do do this during the week at all. So I tried it over the weekend, fucking slaughtered it, and it was dead. Uh, and then uh, I just I just tossed it, unfortunately. You should have tried to make pancakes. Fuck. Should I have done that? <laughs> Dang it. Fuck. Oh, I could have made sourdough pancakes. Whoops. That sounds really good, actually. Yeah, god damn it. Well, uh... On that note, what are we? We are Alex and Sterling, and this is the Alex and Sterling Watch Stuff Podcast. Yeah! Take it away, big guy. What do we do? Oh, my God. This is where we watch, drink, review. We watch different movies and TV shows, get drunk, and then review them for you. Oh, that is the cling machine. Yours is so much better. Mine's, it sounds really weird. It's like, boom. That's it's very satisfying though, because it's on a water bottle. I'm I'm drinking vodka soda, but I clink the can on a water bottle, which is why it sounds like that. 
I popped one of these vodka sodas earlier, and then Katie was like, wait, but we have margaritas. I was like, oh, okay, margarita first. And then I put put my thing back in the fridge, took it back out. So I'm on my third or fourth drink, and the margaritas were hella good. Nice. Um, I'm very, very excited about today's topic for many reasons. Me too. Um, pumped to get into it. Did we finish our intro? Mm-hmm. Noise. Okay, so before we get into this, there's one thing I want to do, and we always leave it for the end, but I feel like people might tune out early. So, for those of you still here in the first few minutes of the episode, if you want to reach out to us, we have a lot of avenues to do so. Um, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, we have a phone number, we have an email, we have a lot of different things. Um, if you want to recommend something that we watch... If you want to reach out to us to be on the podcast, potentially, depending on your qualifications. Um, <laughs> you have to be able to, to talk. You have to be able to talk and, uh, you know, be somewhat relevant in, in some way. Not like we're super relevant, but shut up. Anyways, so <laughs> you can email us at aswspodcast at gmail.com. Phone number 415-488-5031. Or find us on social medias, um, whatever website, slash ASWS podcast or at ASWS podcast, and we are there. Um, that's it. So I feel like now we can roll in because I've wanted to do this at the beginning of an episode forever, and I always forget. Great idea, man. Also, uh, let me just give them your address real fast. Alex's address is... <laughs> <laughs> got him dude got him <laughs> brought back the air horn and made a massive misdirect that was perfect if you want alex's address you're gonna have to wait till next week yeah or you're gonna have to email us mm. now we're talking um dude what are we talking about today dude today is a very special day this marks uh somewhat of a milestone i think in our podcasting career yeah. in that one of our first episodes was about the first season of this show when it was new and this episode is the second season because it's it's new right now so we're doing the hollow season two mm. um like a dumbass i didn't do homework and uh i should know what episode it was of our podcast that was the hollow Oh, but it's it's early on, and we talked about it when it came out. I think it was late 2018. I want to say, and it was like forever ago, dude. It was because we were in the old apartment, um, oh, yeah. doing the podcast on a single mic. Um, so it there's there's been a lot of progress between now and then, and I'm very excited because. Not only are we doing this kind of weird milestone where we've we've been podcasting long enough to let them produce a whole other season, but it was really good. <laughs> yeah, uh, man, I I agree, man. We've it's so cool that we've been around long enough to jump on another season of the show. Um, and this show like kind of caught off caught us off guard. We were like, "What is this shit? What's happening?" And then the story was so interesting that we binged it real hard. Yeah, it's it's got a very good combination of two things that that make it just bingeable. Um, I really don't like saying that. As soon as it came out of my mouth, it sounds really like I'm a trying to be a cool mom. Um, I like bingeable more than binge worthy. Yeah. Okay, we'll keep it bingeable. But uh, the two things I think that are really going for it are, A, most importantly, a fascinating storyline. Like, the premise of the show is amazing. And the second thing is that the episodes are very short. They're like 20 minutes long. So you right. get through one, they pack a lot of mystery and intrigue, and then they leave you on a cliffhanger, and you're like, dude, I gotta watch the next one. I have to do it. And you kill the season in like three hours. And you're like, that was fantastic. That was like watching a Lord of the Rings movie, but I got a whole season of a show in. And it's yep. awesome. Yeah. they. It's like they 
only have dialogue or there's only slow parts for a couple minutes at most and they just have to get right back to the fun stuff always yeah you, they they literally don't have time to dilly dally yeah uh, there was only a few moments in this season that i was like pick it up but it was all important it was just not what yeah. i wanted to watch <laughs> it was like it's the very beginning for you because i felt like the beginning of this season wasn't as fascinating as the beginning of the last one yeah 100 percent. it was it was the beginning and then um a little bit towards the end when they're trying to find the host um there was a few parts where it was like very slow going on that and i was like uh, come on right uh and the they i i didn't understand how they would like do another big mystery plot twist reveal thing but they did it was cool yeah i so fully up front i didn't like it as much as season one for sure yeah but i was very curious what their big thing was going to be like season one if you haven't watched it it can't be a spoiler at this point it's like two years old um but, but season ones it, go watch it and then i guess watch all of them and then come back yeah watch all of season one and then tune back into this moment of the podcast because i'm about to spoil it all for you right now um season one's big reveal was that the whole thing was a video game there were real life people in yeah. a video game tournament basically and the winners you know, there's like a there's two teams and there's a winner and a loser and they they come out and it's like they forgot they were on a game show because the the game itself basically erases your memory while you're in it. Yeah. So when they come out, they're like, oh, I totally forgot I was here. So it's like, how do you top that season two? What what are you going to do? And they really they took it in a direction I was not expecting whatsoever uh and it was good i liked i liked the the turn me too and it was a good way to uh like continue the series now they can do a million different things yeah and sort of on the point of continuing the series uh i like that a we we can follow these same characters but they can also turn it to follow different characters. And I liked yeah. that, and I'm, we're going to get into it, I'm sure, but the gameplay in this season was so different from the first season, and that makes me really, I don't know why it made me so excited, but it like one of the, the best examples of this is in the first season, their whole goal was this Ichibo, right? This magic stick. Yes. And in this season, it wasn't a magic fairy tale stick at all. It was some crazy ray gun that some scientist made. And it's like, this is the same tool. It's just got a different different face on it. Like, right. the whole goal was to get this thing and use it to win. Your Your first season was like a stick. And this season, it's just it's a bazooka of death like it's it's really cool i love that i don't know it was cool because it was like they were in the game the first season and the second game they were like they had their own mission but they were kind of like interfering with the the new game you know in and out of like real players doing their mission and their own version of the mission so it wasn't like a repeat and they like re they recreate uh the game with all the same characters and uh, the same basic like plot but it's like in different levels different people different abilities and powers and stuff um so like yeah like your example was the best with the with the gun which the gun seemed way more destructive than the staff ever was oh dude it was ridiculous it was an atomic bomb that you could aim at places crazy (laughs) so bonkers um so the what kicks this off is they wake up at home. They think they're at home, but we as the the viewer knows that they're in the hollow because they're they're in the hollow. Like they're cartoons. They're, they're still cartoons. Yeah. And they're like really weirded out. They're like, is this 
real? Like, I know it's fake because, like, I have my memories and things seem off. It's, like, it's interesting that it's hard for them to make the determination between real life and cartoon, you know? Yeah. It's And what I liked is that, as silly as it sounds, like, he looks at his hands and yeah. he's like, oh, shoot, like, I'm still in the hollow because I'm a cartoon. I can see my hand. It's not a human hand. Yeah. Uh, I'm a cartoon. This is super weird, but everything is as I imagine it. Like, I remember my room. My dog is obeying my commands. So it's like everything is like it's supposed to be. But he's like, this can't be real. I'm not here. Right. Very intriguing. Um, I didn't I I didn't catch what happened. Like, I didn't predict what happened at all. Like, I didn't in the first season. I wasn't like, oh, it's definitely a video game. But I that was one of my theories you know i didn't expect or suspect that what happened to these guys this game is what happened oh yeah you know uh, uh, they do give you a hint at the end which is cool but i oh at the end of the first season at the end of the first season they kind of cool. give you a hint at what of click cliffhanger yeah but it's also like it's almost maybe them being safe. Like maybe a second season wasn't on the books. And so they're like, well, we'll just make people question this whole show. If we add this little tidbit of the like glitchy eye. Yeah. And so uh, it, I like that they brought that whole thing back and it's like, this is the key to season two. Yeah. So crazy. Um, so I liked that. I liked everything after they got out of the town, like when they jumped through the portal to get away from those robots in that factory. And then they were like in, in the game, not their old neighborhood. Then I felt like they were off to the races, you know, Dude, me too. And I, I'll, I'll say I, I liked it right before then. So when they were in their hometown, I was like, dude, is this like, is this where we're going to be at? They're just kind of trapped in like a weird version of their lives. Yeah, um, not a huge fan. When they went to Hollow Games, and like the guard was being weird, and they start walking around inside the building, and it's like, just like nobody knows what this building is, and it's the reason nobody knows is because they don't build that information into the game. So they're like, for sure we're in the game still. Like this, nobody knows what this building is, yet they're guarding it, yet they're doing stuff, and the robots yeah. were shooting at them. I was like, okay, now we're getting somewhere. And then they go through this portal, and then they're in, like, fun new places that are not realistic at all. That's right. when it gets really cool. Like, that's what I liked about Season 1, is, like, we're in the desert with the Grim Reaper, we're on an island with spider monsters, like, we're in all these really fantastic settings that... Mm -hmm make the story that much more fun because it's like right. where the hell are we like not only would you have to solve puzzles but there's crazy shit around us and then yeah. season two starts off like in a normal place and it's like mm, i kind of want there to be monsters though like right. where are they at? <laughs> i want them to be fucking fighting aliens and robots and shit again um and I felt like they were lacking a little bit in, like, the creativity that the first one had. Every first one, every end of the episode or whenever they walked through a portal, they'd be somewhere so different, so oh, crazy. Yeah. And you'd be like, oh, my God, I have to watch this next episode. The places weren't didn't come off to me as that crazy because they spent more time in each place, you know? Uh, but, like, some of the places were I really liked. Like, the place that Mira was stuck in with the, like, the Rubik's Cube blockhead guy. Yeah. I see. I didn't know how to feel about that. I thought it was cool, but it was so different. And I was like, are they in the same game? Like, are they trapped in code? Like, what? what is this? What is uh -oh. happening here? Because I... all the levels before were specific arena type things like they're you know in the underground like under the taurus toro uh the bull monster they're like oh, under yeah. that thing and they're dealing with like the water and 
uh, like the spaceship in the desert and like very specific themes. And then they go into this in the second season into this weird block world where it's like it's still a puzzle. They got to figure out how to make the path go around. But it was it was just so different. I was like, is this part of the game or are they like glitching? Yeah. Yeah. Another thing that I, I felt like helped propel it forward was like because they had all their memories they could immediately use their powers which was sweet um so I, I liked that and like the big struggle was like why are we in this game what's what's happening to us like uh if we die are we really gonna die or are we just gonna exit the game yeah that was i think a really good pull on their part was like having their memories so they know they're in a game they can use their power so it excels the the action like it perpetuates that and then one of the guys uh skeet gets this great idea he's like dude what if we just let ourselves die like we'll exit this game we won't be here anymore and it'll be fine and that is a really really scary concept when everything feels and looks real and you're like, dude, if we just die, we're going to leave and we're going to be back to normal. And we're like, are we sure, though? Because this right. feels very legit. <laughs> like, I don't know if I want to just kill myself really fast. Right. <laughs> God. And he they, they go through all this time, like trying to prevent him from killing himself. And then he like ends up just dying and he fucking doesn't disappear. He just dies. Oh, so dark. So rough. And another good level, um, or, or I guess a good layer added into that kind of weird suspense, the fact that they were in limbo, is that in the first season, it's very evident that they can cry for help three times. Like, oh. you can only ask my help for hints or whatever for, for three times, and then that's it. And they're like, oh, why don't we just ask the guy for help? And they start yelling help, and he doesn't show up. And it's like, okay, so stuff's a little different right now and it's a little more dangerous because they don't have help so that definitely adds to the like do i just let this monster kill me or am is something very different about this like i don't know it was just a whole new level to it yeah i really liked it um and then uh there were there were more characters in this one like the bad guys from the first one where there was part of their team in this one Oh, yeah. Um, and, like, when Adam and Reeve weren't fighting, like, when they were fighting, it was annoying. But, like... It was very annoying. When they stopped fighting, it was very cool. Yeah. Um, Reeve has one of the best powers in the whole show. He's so good. Oh, yeah. The... What is it called? Like, uh... Telekinesis. Telekinesis. Um, really strong. I uh, kind of dug the guy that was like storm like controls the weather throws lightning yeah. i'm like that's pretty hot like he's so strong he was he was fucking up that big boss robot by himself oh yeah dude um the girl that could grow meh whatever take it or leave it right right i did like that her voice got really deep though it was so funny <laughs> right and it was funny because like she was she had a high pitched voice when she was normal size, and then it just changed so dramatically when she was huge. Yeah, it was like like a villain in Power Rangers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, so good. Um, yeah, and then so so they like needed to talk to the they called him Weird Guy or Weirdy. That I love that purple guy with the scarf. Dude, yeah, I love the purple guy. It kind of annoyed me that they're like, we got to call Weirdy. It's like, everybody calls him Weirdy? Are you sure? Right. You sure about that? I feel like we didn't agree on that name. Like, <laughs> I thought it was Weird Guy. <laughs> We're still working on that? Yeah. Um, and then they finally get to him, and he's like, oh, shit. You guys were copies of the actual players. We're working on this other game in secret, and you weren't supposed to retain all your memories. Uh, we fucked up. And so thus begins the mission of, like, him, weird guy, trying to shut down that part of the game so they can live out happily in their fake world. 
Um, but they have to stop the other team from winning the game because if they win the game, everything restarts. Everything shuts down. Yeah. Dude, I actually really like that portion See? where they, they're like for what seemed like forever, they're trying to get to the host. I call him the host, the weird guy, weirdy or whatever. Um, they're the trying to get to this guy. They finally run into him and he looks and he's like, what are you guys doing here? And they're like trying to explain and mid sentence. He's like, man, you guys are really talkative computer glitches. Hmm. Yeah. Portal, and sh- shuns them. And it's like, dude, they had a shot to explain. And now they're freaking thousand miles away. Like what? Oh God, dude. I loved that scene. I was laughing out loud in bed so hard. The scene where he was doing jazz and the two wrestlers were stopping them from getting across. And like, Oh yeah. They were like slapping them and like, they would pull on a like a shoestring on one of their shoes to make them fall over. Like they were doing everything in their power to make sure they wouldn't interfere with the show, but they needed to talk to him so bad. And they everything they were doing, absolutely everything, was thwarted by this huge muscle man and this little tiny dude. Yeah. What was it? Uh Benjamin and Benjamini? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like that those characters were still there. Just different roles. So fucking clever um loved how they reworked them i was kind of hoping the um oh death was in it as a bartender that was yeah i I was kind of hoping the uh the zombie like lady from the the 20s or what 20s no it's probably like the 50s the the cook like the weird witch yeah i was hoping she would make a return i liked her a lot yeah um but that that was sweet and uh yeah, so, like, they try to convince this other team that they're stuck in the game, and of course they don't believe them. Like, I wouldn't. I'd be like, I'm trying to win this game and be famous and rich, and you're what I think as the enemy. What you're saying is unbelievable. Yeah, like, this never happens. That's impossible. I know there's another team, and you fit the description, so I'm going to thwart you. Boom. And it's like a, it's like a game with, I don't know. It, it's kind of like there are no rules. I mean, and you you wake up with no memory and you figure out that you have to do something and you don't know if there's any rules. So you don't know when he's trying to reason with them. He's like, look, see, here's my example. In the game, two people can't have the same powers. I have fire powers. You have fire powers. And she's like, I don't know about that. Like, yeah, not a thing to me. Did did that team know they were in a game? Because they, I feel like now that I, now that I think about it, I feel like they did know, which maybe they shouldn't have known that, and it could have helped their case. Right. You know? It seemed like they did know. No, I, I guess it's undetermined if they knew the whole time or figured it out. Either way, they they knew they had to beat the thing and what they had to do to beat the thing. Um, yeah, and I, I love the scene, like the uh, Mad Max scene where they're rushing in cars in the desert. Oh, yeah, dude. That so was sick. That was really cool. And they were like shooting stuff at each other and like trying to catch up cars. Um, that was sweet. And the whole robot fight was hilarious because like they wanted them to. They didn't want to kill the other team, but they wanted to stop them from beating the game so they would like save them from getting hurt and then they would stop them from continuing yeah so they're like we don't get you guys <laughs> yeah <laughs> what i i don't know if it's just me i feel like the dragon of the first season was a way harder boss than a robot in a scrapyard like am i wrong no you're right one point Kai was like, I prefer the dragon way more to this. But the dragon seemed so much more menacing than the robot. And they had to, and they took down the robot like three times before they put him down for good. And the dragon was like they had to do this crazy combined effort to really take him out. Yeah, like it seemed way easier to to lay him down. And the dragon was like a beast. And then he was resurrected. Like, they took him down, and then it came back as, like, a thunder dragon. It's like, uh, what? That's unfair. Versus this robot guy was like, you took me down, and now I'm just waiting for you to put the key in me. Come on. Let's do it. 
All right. I'm wondering, I, I don't know why it is. Is it because they had the, the gun? Is it because they their powers were overpowered? The the dude who was Storm was so strong. He could do anything. Yeah. Um he he won the lottery. Like I wonder what that like choosing process is like when you're about to enter the game and you get to pick your powers. Is it a race? Because like you're competing against other people to pick the best powers. Ooh, that's a good call. We don't know what that looks like. I would imagine it's somewhat of a race, but also if you're going to be doing this, you probably know a little bit about it. And they hint to this in the show that like the characters like have played before they used to be on a team. Like they kind of know the drill. Right. I feel like you kind of know what you're going to pick and like what syncs well with your team. And on that note, Mira seemed she seemed pretty useless in the first one to me, but she seems so much more useless in this. She was like definitely the team leader and stopped people's bickering and shit. But there were some random moments where she asked animals for help and she could swim really fast underwater and breathe underwater, but she only needed to do that once. Yeah. Uh, her power is so limited. It's not not a good one to me. Dude, what is it? slightly infuriating to you during this like two or three episode sea monster scene where you know it's the freaking tooth oh my god yes yes dude (laughs) bro it's right there it it matches the other tooth that's in there he's only got one of them like pull that thing out like that's that's the thing you need it's got one snaggle tooth pull it out yes I was, was as soon as I saw it, I was like, yeah. dude, that's the thing that you need to get. Go get it. That so it was a combination. This that was one maybe one of the more annoying episodes, those points during the episode where that was happening. That in conjunction with uh Vanessa not telling her secret. Like, and she would always have these moments where she's like, Hey, so I gotta tell you something. Never mind, it's too crazy. Oh wait, I gotta tell you this thing. No, I can't. And I'm just like, bro, this is fucking getting old. Just we as the audience know you have a secret. Just fucking say it. Uh, yeah. And if I'm in a group of people trying to figure out this this huge problem predicament that we're in, and one of the members is like, oh, I've got to I've got to tell you guys something, but never mind. It's like you better spit it out. We're kind of, <laughs> we're kind of fucked yes, here. dude. You gotta lay it on me, it's whatever funny. it is. Yes, do it. You're so right. And she she like was more intolerable to me than Mira because she had vital, absolutely vital information she needed to share and was kind of in like nervous breakdown mode and not helping or sharing anything until like the very, very end of the season. Um oh boy, she was driving me fucking crazy. Um I did like how Kai laid into her a bunch. Um he was just like I don't know if you know this, but just a quick reminder that I don't like you and I think you're a bad person. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I'm gay, so I'm not into you. Yeah. (laughs) Kai Kai was way better to me. He seemed like whiny and afraid of everything for a season. And this this one, he was like the fire lord. He was just doing everything and everything. Oh, yeah. He was so good. And like there were so many cool moments where he'd like blast off a a cliff and save someone from falling or he'd like shoot monsters or blast people with his fire um he really got that shit under control oh and the scene i really liked in particular is like you know how there's like these weird subset of abilities that you have with your powers so i wanted to ask you about that yeah because it seemed like everybody had a main power and like a sub power right yeah. so like kai's I don't know what Kai's was. Kai's was fire. Uh, Mira's was like swimming underwater. Like I can hold my breath for days or I can breathe underwater and swim like a fish and talk to animals. Yeah. Adam's was strength. Like what was his sub thing? I. Oh, and Kai's. Okay. Kai's was fire and like knows everything about machines. Yes, that's it. Which is seems to me to be the most useful he chose two things that are so different and applicable like he could he used both of those all the time yeah and and it would be really crucial like when they're on that ghost train he was the only one who knew how to stop it 
Yeah, he was he was the only person equipped to be able to fix it and and save the day. Yeah, uh, Mira was never truly useful. Adam, uh, I don't know. Like maybe his super strength and acrobatics weren't together, even though they seem interconnected. Maybe him being able to do backflips and like being super um, nimble wasn't wasn't key or wasn't part maybe. of maybe. So like that's that's the two I link. But another like cool thing I like that they brought back was remember in the very beginning like the teaser for Kai's powers was when he touched the electric fence and it should have killed him and he was fine. Um, oh yeah. He had like resistance to it because he can control fire and shit. And then when he was trying to uh, break into that electric vault thing, he like allowed himself to get electrocuted and he could do it because he has the resistance. Yeah. Um, so I thought that was a cool throwback. I think I think Kai to me is the MVP in this one. He was pretty cool. Um, and then I think when Adam and Reeve worked together, they were together the coolest. Yeah, it was really dope to be like, uh, like when they're fighting that sea monster. It's like, hey, throw me over there, and I'll beat the shit out of this thing because I'm super strong, and you can get me there. Like that was pretty cool. He was like a superhero at that point. He's flying and had super strength. Oh yeah. And he was like flinging them around and like he'd beat the shit out of this thing. It was sick. Yeah. What did you think about the French guy and his giant snail? Uh Louis. Louis. I I liked that character. I thought it was cool that he could like take control of players. Uh, and like those, the other, the bad guys, the bad team got fucked there early and they would have just been stuck there forever or until they died. If the other team hadn't intervened, he was like a cool obstacle, you yeah. know? Um, and, uh, I thought he was cool. I liked, I thought the big snail monster would, would have like a bigger moment at the end. He had a little moment at the end end. Remember? Yeah. Um, that was a cliffhanger, which I didn't feel like was a good enough cliffhanger. I agree. Um, like the whole eyeball flashy thing in the season one, I was like, "What in the fuck was that, bro?" Uh, and the, and it made me hyped for the second season. But this one, I was like, it it was more like reflecting on something that happened. It's like, oh yeah, there's a snail. It wasn't like, oh fuck me, the snail's back. You yeah, know? I totally agree. It's like originally when the eye flash thing happened in the first season i thought it was just kind of a fun cliffhanger it it was definitely like what the hell was that what's going on like what does this really mean it became relevant in season two but this cliffhanger with the snail was like they could just leave it at two seasons and like be fine like it doesn't really give them a lot of ammo for season three you know what what my what my perfect ending would have been was the actual people, like the actual real life players. Cause you know how like our main characters were now watching the copies of the mm-hmm. clip would be watching the real life players get back in the hollow for another game. And then they pop up somewhere. So, you know, there's like two versions of these people existing in the same space. Yeah. And having that conversation with like, <laughs> yeah, copies, don't worry about it. And and speaking of the copies, like, I loved that they brought that in as, like, a basically, like, a corrupt tech company thing. Right. They were like, the reason you exist is because when anybody comes into the hollow, uh, we basically, without your consent, kind of, but it's in the terms and conditions that nobody yeah. reads, <laughs> um, we, we hijack your memories and we save them and we're collecting data like a shit ton of your memory data so that we have all the information we need and uh we don't really advertise that but that's why you're here (laughs) right right and he's like normally we wipe you clean and then we have these like really good rich characters that were easy to build because we just swooped your memories (laughs) so funny so smart yeah it was a really smart somewhat realistic way to get away with what what happened Mm mm-hmm that was interesting. 
I uh, I do hope they continue. I do hope they make a third. Me too. I have to agree with Ryan that the animation style irritates me, but not enough to not watch. Like For it's sure. a great show. For sure. Um, I I'm glad it it almost deterred me from watching it at all in the beginning, and I'm glad it didn't. You know, uh, I thought it was like. I don't know, like in a world where there's so many good shows and so many good artists, like I didn't want to waste my time on something that I thought was, I won't say subpar, just different. Just very different. It looks very like children, children-y, childish. Yeah, yeah. Um, And I don't, I don't know how for children it is. I mean, mostly okay, but like real talk of like, death and sexuality and shit um maybe it's more closer to like 18 yeah what i what i thought was funny is if you pay attention to the corner of the screen and like when you start an episode it says rated like seven plus and the things that it's rated for are like sci-fi violence and fear Fear is like a thing that they can throw in there as like, oh, we're going to rate this based on fear. What, what does that mean? Exactly. What does that mean? Fear. Like, I, like, that's too broad. If they said, like, potentially frightening images or whatever. Yeah. The yeah. only thing I can think of is if a young kid is watching it, I feel like kids are more empathetic than adults and so if they're watching someone who is scared they are scared versus like us we're watching someone shoot we'll watch saw or something and someone's (laughs) in like deep physical and psychological pain and we're like this is a good movie if a kid watches someone that's terrified they're gonna be terrified and so i feel like these characters are under duress quite a bit. And so if a young child is watching it, it's like, maybe hold off because the the characters get really scared. And so maybe your kid's going to get scared. I don't know. Dude, good point. You're right. Um, it, it could be pretty fucking intense for a kid. Um, sometimes it gets pretty scary. Like the, the witch lady from the 50s and the first one was really fucking scary. That was a bit terrifying. Um. The, I, I think, like, being in the house with the sci- the French scientist guy was a little spooky. The snail for beginning was spooky. I don't remember anything being that scary after that. Yeah, nothing super terrifying in this season. Um, maybe the Irish goblin. <laughs> the Irish goblin, what? Wait, when they ran into a Rumpelstiltskin? No, um, they one of their first things they do when they like get thrown into a portal is they're like in the wilderness and they walk a little bit and they find this castle mm-hmm. and they're like, oh, isn't that, you know, this place? And they go into the castle Whoa, right. and it's like this little goblin woman is like trying to cut them and she's like super Scottish or Irish and uh, needs blood for her hat. Oh, yeah. She's Just like, I'll die if my hat isn't drenched in blood. You don't have to die, but you need to give me blood. <laughs> so that was dark very con- weird. Such a dark concept. Um, I feel like they could have replaced that character with the chick from the 50s, that creepy zombie girl. Dude, there you go. Perfect fit. Oh. Perfect fit. You're so right. Um, I feel like there were more characters that I'm not thinking of that they didn't have. And, and could have put in like maybe the tree or something yeah or maybe some of like the tribes like they were like you know the ox people the spider people the, the uh i think there were ninjas somewhere i think the so the the samurai people came back a little bit in the game show portion oh really that's yeah did you recognize like when when adam was like it's okay i've fought this guy before when they had to choose between the three doors yes that's it okay that's where they came from um i feel like the the ox man could have come back that was sick um where was i going with that 
can't remember the point I was about to make, but oh, I think one of the one of the plus sides of having the goblin chick not be the girl from the fifties is that that was really their first introduction back into the game game instead of being in their hometown as cartoons. Yeah. If it was immediately something familiar, it might have taken a different turn, but it was something brand new to them and to us. So it's like, okay, what am I going to do here? And then they kind of figure it out. And that's when they get a little bit more into the familiar, minus the parrot people. That was a little, that was new and strange. Yeah, yeah. That that plot seemed a little too similar to the Bulls one. Like they had a sacrifice. Uh, yeah. That whole shit. But maybe they were just like on the same plot line as the other game. But that's if- what I was thinking. Is like they, it's the same. They have to go through similar trials, but obviously they want the gameplay to be different. So it's like instead of these people, we're gonna have, you know, parrot people on an island instead of this. And um, I think you mentioned the tree. As strange as it sounds, ultimately the French guy is the tree of this of this gameplay season. So like the tree, one of its branches was the Ichibo. And this scientist, his missing invention was the Ichibo of this season. So it's like technically they were the same, even though she seemed somewhat helpful and he was pretty villainous. Like I feel like they fit the same character mold. Wow, totally right. Like they were, they served the purpose of providing the weapon. Yeah. Like no matter what kind of character it was, they were fulfilling the same role. Good point, dude. I definitely wouldn't have picked that up. Um, so I think Ryan's binging first season now, and Keith is binging second season now. Yes. I'm excited to hear what they think. And to, to this day, we have not had Mira reach out to us. I tried, man. We've I had think her name is like Ashley something. Ashley or Ashley Ball. Uh, we've had uh, Connor Parnell, aka Kai. We've talked to, well, not talked to, but I'll say we talked to him. Uh, we had Adam, aka Adrian Petrie. Um, dude, another cool one would be if we got the weird guy. Who's Mark. that? Mark Hildreth. Uh, oh, reach out to him. This guy. Oh, dude, he looks like that. That's I hilarious. Know. I know. It's like they modeled it after him. Uh, he's been in some some cool shit. Um, he was in the Tudors, a show called Resurrection. Uh, Joshua Nin, Nin, Ninjago, like a Lego thing. Oh, Sabrina. Okay. I dude, I would love to talk to him. He was the weird guy is my favorite character in both uh seasons. He's so cool to me. Who is your least favorite character in both seasons? Yeah. In the first one, I think I think it was Kai in the first one. He was so whiny and such a little bitch. And then he did like a total 180. And I think in this one, uh, it was probably Mira. No, no, no. Vanessa. She sucked asshole. <laughs> Her. She was so annoying. I think my least favorite character of season one was probably Kai. Similar yeah. to you. My least favorite character of this season was the Viking chick. Oh yeah, like dude, that was annoying. Like, I don't like to be an asshole, but I, I, I struggled to listen to her talk. It's like I, I get where you're going. I see what you're doing, but just maybe don't do it so much. Yes, we spent too way too much time with her on her. I agree with you, man. Um, that like it was like this big moment because like our our main crew was separated and it was supposed to be like the moment where Adam and Reeve, the two formerly best friends were supposed to become best friends again. Um, and th- they did it with Brumhilda or whatever the fuck her name is present. So we spent a lot of time on them with her included. So she was there as like a byproduct of this main plot line. 
And whenever she spoke, it was just like, stop, stop talking, please don't talk like that. Um, that was one of my, one of my biggest grievances was her talking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She was, she was pretty obnoxious. But when she's talking about the crew, it was funny to me though. She's like, all the brave had died. Some left with the cowards. <laughs> <laughs> there was, there was some good dialogue there, but just the way she did it was so over the top. I'm like, I like where you're going, but you know, just just dial it back just a little, little bit. I think, I think I the reason why I liked the first season so much was like they were moving so frequently that like you they only gave you enough of each character, new character and setting to like it. Like they before I could develop any qualms for like the Minotaur place, they moved on. Before they, yeah, you know, so like I left every place with a good feeling because they only had good stuff in every every part and i feel like this show or this season spent too much time on certain places that's why i didn't like the time on the boat more like if they had if they introduced her and had her like as a passing by character she'd have been a funny quick character you know yeah 100 percent um but because they spent so much more time felt like uh i got burnt out on certain people a little more um yeah i i feel that man i i just this show i i i like that i can't predict what the next season will be if there is one um it's such an unpredictable show that's one of the reasons why i like it so much yeah it's very unique and i was trying to tell fallon so like she was listening to her harry potter books while i was watching it and she she was like you know doing stuff in the kitchen and like cleaning around and just like doing whatever she wanted to do while listening to something else yeah and she had one ear pod out and hear the show and she's like what are you watching and i like tried to explain i was like this is actually super dope like don't mind this viking woman Uh just the the premise is fantastic and i you know you might like the story but i don't think you're gonna like it the way it's told but the story itself is rad as fuck, and you yeah. like you can't predict it at all. It's very cool. It's very unique. It uh, it would be really fucking cool to have like, uh, of course we're not there yet with technology, and we can't like replicate the hollow as it is in the show now. But it'd be cool if there was a game where you're paired up with two other players online, and you're like stuck in a dungeon. You don't know what powers you have, so you don't know what you could do. And you don't know anything about the other people or how to get out. And you have to communicate with them to finish a game. Like, that concept is very cool to me. Dude, it's super rad. And the the technology, you're right, it's not there yet. Where right now, if we throw ourselves into a, a you know, uh, like a synthesized environment, we would only have a few choices uh like if you're in vr you still have controllers so you only have a set amount of buttons to push right things so you're like i don't know what my powers are but i know whatever i can do is going to come from this button so you hit it and you're like okay i i can do fire or i can do whatever and you know immediately versus in this world it's like hooked up to your brain so you're like i'm just me like, I don't know what I can do until I'm in trouble. Like, right. It was like a, uh, it, it's like a completely immersive environment. And we can't, we, we're like, I don't know, probably like, now that I think about it, less than 50% of the way there. Like, you can put on your, you can visualize being somewhere, but that's only one of your senses. And like, you can, like you said with the controllers, there's like maybe, five to ten things you can do with the controllers and that's so limited compared to what you can do and experience in real life yeah right like there's a million things you can do right now and you cannot develop a controller in the world with a thousand buttons with a million buttons yeah you can't do it um well i'm fucking excited for the future where we can do shit like that jesus right Dude, I want to, when this is all lifted, I want to go back to a VR lounge so bad. 
Dude, Sean and I were talking about how we miss fucking escape rooms and how the three of us are so goddamn close to unlocking uh, free forever escape rooms. I want my keychain so bad, Sterling. Me too. God damn it. I have my special time shirt. Next time we go, don't we get the the book the book safe or something else? The uh, I think it's the book safe. Yeah. Um and then after that, it's the the free key for life. But this next one we can bring someone in for free, which is baller. So like anyone who's not done it before who's not a part of our like little loyalty program, like one of our significant others or something, we can bring them in for free. Yeah. Or we could just all bring our significant others again. Cause like, I know Fal was super nervous about it. Yeah. And then she was like, that was actually a lot of fun. Like she loved it. She was nervous that we were going to piss each other off. But afterwards she was like, that was super cool. They're so fun. Yeah. It's great. So like bring them, just do like a date night, everybody do an escape room and then go to the bar and uh be well on my way to my keychain i'm excited to get on that i saw uh an ad for an escape room where this is fucking such a weird concept i don't know i want to see a video of someone trying to do this but you and and five other people so a group of six can basically look over a real life escape room and you tell someone, like a staff member, what to do in the escape room. So, like, you are controlling what they do, and you, like, play the escape room through them. Uh, I just can't imagine that being very fun or good. It, it sounds more frustrating than anything. Like, right. you trying to describe what you want someone to do. Like, if you were standing there, you'd be like, okay, I want to touch this. I want to move this here. I want to dial this this way. I want to do whatever. Versus being like, okay, you, walk to that corner. Pick up that green thing and put it over there. And, like, oh, I feel like you'd get so pissed off. Yeah. And, like, what about, like, all these people talking over each other? You know, like, six people arguing over what one person should do. Like, how do you do that? Oh, yeah. I don't know, man. But, I'm actually a little nervous. I really hope Red Door Escape Rooms stays alive through all this because, like, there are a lot of well-established businesses going under um, Yeah. because of COVID-19. And if Red Door is, is one of them that just can't weather the storm, like, I imagine they would be because you can't, you can't do it. They're for sure closed. Such thing as, like, deliveries with an escape room. Yeah, or like a single person escape room. Like you could, but it it wouldn't be fun. I can't do an escape room by myself. It would be not as fun. I feel like there could be scenarios where it could be cool, but it wouldn't be as fun without people. And group just from a health and cleanliness standpoint, like literally wiping down every aspect of an escape room. Oh, you like. Talk- everything so many moving parts so many things to touch like yes. you you can't do that feasibly and make money like i really hope they stay alive because i want to want to get my damn keychain if we you know you have my my solemn vow if they go under i'm gonna find someone who can give us keychains i will oh. locate that person deal i want it so bad i want to but i want to earn it you know, you know it, it means yeah. something. I want it, but I want to earn it. <laughs> I agree, dude. Um, that's all I have for the hollow. Are you good on the hollow? I am good on the hollow. Can we get more people to reach out to us? Uh, not just fans, but like I want Mira to reach out to us so we have the trifecta. Dude, yeah. Um, I will do my best to to get some responses if you want to try to reach out to them you can do that as well but i have the social medias so maybe maybe they'll be more receptive to that but whatever we can double team it it'll work i'll do i'll do some digging i'll get on it do it um do we want to share our socials again of carols um this has been the alex and sterling watch stuff podcast uh, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Uh, 
uh, at ASWS podcast. Our phone number is 415-488-5031. You can call and leave a voicemail or shoot a text. You can email us at aswspodcast at gmail.com, where we'd love to hear from you for recommendations, critiques, corrections, uh, you know, anything we might have missed. Just reach out. We'd love to chat, meet some fans, and uh, that's that's it for the reaching out portion. Boom. Um, Well, dude, good show. See you Thursday. Uh, yes. <laughs> Happy quarantine, buddy. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> I hate this. All right. All right, dude. Later. Bye.